But my uh, next guest is uh, Dersh. I love Dersh. And uh, Dersh will be excited to hear this. If everything goes right today, we are finalizing the details that will have this show, me, Sid, and my show, Sid and Friends in the Morning, coming to you live from Jerusalem. The last week of the month, four live shows from Jerusalem as we make our way towards Israel. I know that uh, John and Chad are wrapping up the logistics and specifics today, but it's basically done. And I know if anybody could appreciate this show coming live from Israel, it is one of the greatest lawyers, if not the greatest lawyer ever, Alan Dershowitz. I almost wish Alan was coming with us. So, Alan, what do you think about that, uh, me doing this show live, end of the month, from Jerusalem? Hey, I'm with you in spirit. I've been spending hours on the phone with everybody from Israel, you know, speaking to everybody in power, from the military to the political to the diplomatic. As you may know, the prime minister initially wanted me to argue the case uh, for Israel in front of the International yeah, Court did, did you Justice. Did you turn that down? What happened was that... Um, I have said so many nasty things about the International Court of Justice. They're not international because they never include an Israeli judge. They're not a court because they're picked by their government and they can be fired. You know who's going to represent Lebanon in the court? A guy picked by Hezbollah. And they're not. I'm, 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 I'm surprised it's not your friend Ron Kuby. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he'd do a better job. He's, he's fair, at least in some respects. And they, have no, they know nothing about justice. So they've gotten two great people. Uh, they got the former president of the Supreme Court to be the judge, uh, Aaron Barak, and they got a good lawyer from, from England. Uh, but I'm, you know, as usual, working behind the scenes and advising and consulting. And, um, you know, but it's a predetermined outcome. I mean, everybody knows how the International Court of Justice will rule. They always rule against Israel. And then the question goes before the Security yeah. Council. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it makes some of the American courts that have been dealing with the Trump thing uh, look, look like an actual honest court or courts that dealt with my issue. Remember, I was falsely accused um, uh, you know what? Uh, by the way, you know what happened there? We finally found the smoking gun email uh, the, as a result of the disclosure of, of these uh, documents. We finally discovered how I was framed and why I was framed after all these years. A woman named Sharon Churcher, who was a, uh, a writer for a British tabloid, uh, told the woman who accused me, by the way, we know Dershowitz did nothing wrong. We know there's no proof against him. But put him in your book because he's famous. He represented Klaus von Bülow. They made a movie about him. And if you put him in your book, even though he's completely innocent, it's going to help you sell your book. So she put him. She put me in the book, but wow. it's somebody who didn't have sex with me. Right. So we, we finally, finally got the smoking gun emails out there that conclusively prove I was framed, but, you know, nonetheless, uh, Temple Emanuel still won't have me speak. Other groups will yeah, have that's, me I, speak. I wanted to ask you about that because, and Virginia Jufroy, of course, is the lady who should be put in prison for that. And so your name was all over the Jeffrey Epstein trials. That's right. Now, I did go see the, your documentary with Danielle and met your beautiful right. wife and your, your great son. And, you know, right. uh, I, I was happy to see that from the very, very outset of that, your wife she was from the very beginning like, oh, stop it, not my husband. I was happy to see that. But but now, once again, when those 170 names come out a couple of weeks ago, 
and you're on the list. By the way, folks, people who painted the house were on the list. It wasn't a list of people who may or may not have had sex. It was I anybody. Was on the list. I was on the list as an innocent person. Right, I was right. on the list as proof that I didn't do it. Remember, the woman who accused me has now said, oh, my, after all these years, I now have come to realize I may have confused them with someone else. It was someone else. Oh, no, no, it, it, it's been yeah. proven that you're innocent. Yeah. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com. But but just yeah. the mere fact that your name is on a list involved with Epstein a couple of weeks ago, did you get any more, any issues, any heartache again? Oh. Oh, yeah, look, I was asked to speak at Beth Am Synagogue, the largest synagogue in Miami. And as soon as my name appeared on the list, they canceled the Oh, speech, my God. Uh, because they said, you're on the list. It was like, you know, McCarthyism in the 1950s when I was in college. He would stand up and have a list. He said, I have a list of communists. And if you were on the list, it doesn't matter whether you were innocent or guilty, you lost your job. So I'm on the list. Temple Beth Am says, no, we won't allow him to speak about Israel. We won't allow him to speak about Harvard. Who is a better person in Florida to speak about what happened at Harvard or what happened at, in Israel than me? And you have thousands of congregants who would love to hear me speak. But the rabbi said he's on the list. If he's on the list. He's not kosher, and so we won't allow him to speak. So, you know, I've been canceled by a number of particularly Jewish institutions, 92nd Street Y, Temple Emanuel, some schools in New York, uh, just because I'm on the list. It's such McCarthyism. It's outrageous. But look, the evidence that has come out has proved conclusively I was framed, who framed me, how the frame-up occurred, and finally people are saying, oh, my God, he's the victim here. And uh, not not anybody who's a perpetrator. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell your wonderful audience about that. No, of course. And uh, I, I do it, too, every opportunity I get, because it's I find it to be despicable that your name even comes up in this nonsense. Yeah. And, you know, you, you made a point a couple of minutes ago about the Israeli courts, and you said uh, you compared it to the American courts. And I'll, I'll say this to you. I don't care where you are, how ridiculous any court you may find, whether it's Israel or Italy, anywhere around the world. You are going to be hard-pressed to convince me, Alan, that there's any bigger clown act than this guy Engeron here in New York today where Donald Trump is having his closing arguments on his civil trial. I agree with the, you. The guy's, I... mo- the guy's mother-in-law, Trump's mother-in-law, just passed away, and this low-life judge, would he want to delay it for three days? Yeah, no, it's outrageous. He has a target uh, on, on Trump's back, and he's going to do it. He made rulings before there was really any evidence. And, you know, his most absurd ruling that Mar-a-Lago is worth 12 cents 
and uh, you know, I was in Palm Beach the other day for dinner with my former doctor, uh, and he, uh, who's retired, and and he, they showed me a piece of land, an empty piece of land that was being sold for two hundred million dollars, which is basically, you know, it looks nothing compared to Mar-a-Lago, but Mar-a-Lago, well, well, $17 million. And if you said it was $18 million, you're a fraud. It's one of the worst cases, the cases against Trump in general. You know, I wrote a book called Get Trump. It's based on the campaign pledge, obviously, of Letitia James. She was going to get Trump. And that's why she brought the civil suit. Protecting who? Protecting people of New York? No, protecting rich banks that weren't hurt and that loved having Donald Trump as a customer who paid his interest even early and never defaulted on a single bond, and they're going after Donald Trump instead of protecting the people of New York. I have to tell you, that is such a scandal. And the other cases against Trump as well, look, as you know, I'm not a Trump supporter, uh, but uh, politically, but that doesn't matter. I support the Constitution, and I support the rule of law, and that's being violated Whenever Trump is prosecuted, but, you know, they're interfering with the election. They're trying to have an impact on the election. I have a piece in one of today's newspapers saying judges are playing too great a role in this election. Everything is a a court case now, whether it's trying to get him off the ballot, whether it's uh, denying him his right as president to have uh, immunity under appropriate circumstances, or whether it's these four criminal cases, the civil case. It's the courts telling us who we can vote for, and that's just not the American way. Agreed. Now, you mentioned the, the immunity case, and, yeah. um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know who Judge Pan is until I saw her a couple of days ago, but, you know, Judge I mean, Donald Trump does uh, believe that he was president, he deserves immunity, yeah. and, of course, they got to go, Alan, they got to go to the most harshest of extremes. So you're telling me that if you wanted to assassinate, hold on a right. second, would Joe Biden and his, his, uh, how he's weaponized his legal system, they are trying to assassinate Trump. That's what Joe Biden is doing every day, not Donald Trump. But to take it to that extreme, yeah. well, Mr. Trump, if you wanted to assassinate your political rival, I mean, Alan, come on, give me a break. No, and it was worse. The other side also said that the president doesn't get any immunity, no matter what he did as president, once he leaves the presidency. That means immunity is out the window. It makes no sense at all, because if you have immunity for what you've done while you're president, and then three years later, they try to come after you and prosecute you. So, you know, both sides handled the questions in a poor way. I think Trump's lawyer should have said, oh, that's an absurd hypothetical. Of course, right. if you assassinate your right. opponent, come on, right. that's ridiculous. Right. That's a hypothetical. Don't bother me with that. You know, it's like the president, the president at Harvard. They weren't well prepared. Uh, if you try to have genocide against the Jews, of course, genocide against the Jews is covered by Harvard's disciplinary rule. Now let's get on to real issues. So, you know, the lawyers didn't handle it uh, all that well. But uh, uh, look, I, I think you'll lose in front of the Court of Appeals because it's the District of Columbia and you always lose at the District of Columbia if your name is Trump. But he may very well win at least a partial victory in front of the United States Supreme Court. The United States Supreme Court will hold, number one, that you do have immunity after you've left office if you did something within the presidency while you're in office. And second, what happened on January 6th very likely was covered by the presidential power to make sure that the laws are enforced uh, faithfully. But that latter one is a harder question. 
But I think he'll win a partial victory in the Supreme Court. He'll lose in the Court of Appeals. And that's what's going to happen around the country. He's going to lose uh, during the election, and then he'll win a lot of these cases after the election's over, and uh, people will unfortunately be influenced by these first decisions, and that's the purpose. The purpose is to get down and dirty convictions, and then uh, they'll be reversed on appeal, but it'll be too late. Look, what we're seeing in this country is the weaponization of the criminal justice system um, uh, to make to make partisan points, whether they're trying to weaponize it against me um, as an innocent person, whether they're trying to weaponize it against the man running for president of the United States. That's not what the courts were intended to do. They were intended to be a check and balance on the excesses of the legislative and the executive branch. They were not supposed to be powerful institutions. Hamilton called the uh, judiciary the least dangerous branch because they have neither the purse nor the sword. They should be serving as checks and balances, not as interferences in an ongoing election. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today. 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. You know, I want to move from our uh, potential new leader, he's an old leader, 45, maybe 47, Trump, back to Israel. This will give you a chance to promote your great new book, sure. War Against the Jews. And that is uh, Bibi. And again, you know, we, you told the story how Netanyahu uh, really wanted you to represent him. And I know you've got a, a long-time relationship with Bibi. I love Bibi. Right. Just me, I love him. But there was a poll taken the other day, and I think the number, Alan, was 87% of people polled in Israel do not want Bibi to stay in power once he, quote-unquote, resolves this Hamas situation. I knew I knew he was in trouble. I didn't know the number was going to be that high. I was somewhat disappointed what are your thoughts on that? Well, somebody has to take responsibility for the disaster of October 7th. They should have been better prepared. The Army should have been there quickly. And although it wasn't Bibi's fault, and I spoke yesterday to one of Bibi's opponents, I can't mention him, one of Bibi's opponents who said it wasn't Bibi's fault, but he has to take responsibility because he's the prime minister. Just like he takes credit if things go well, he has to take responsibility if things go badly. Look, those numbers will change if the hostages return. Those numbers will change if Israel manages to defeat Hamas, which I hope they will. And, uh, you know, this this may be an occasion. There's now efforts being made to have the Saudis say to the Hamas, look, you tried to prevent us from recognizing Israel by doing this horrible thing on October 7th. We're not listening to you. We're going to recognize Israel. And if the Saudis do recognize Israel and the hostages come back, Bibi's numbers will go up dramatically. Whether enough to win, remember, Golda Meir was one of the greatest prime ministers in Israeli history. But after the after the disaster, uh, initial disaster of 1973 of the Yom Kippur War, she too uh, lost her 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 uh, uh, power and 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 left office. Look, Winston Churchill, he wins the Second World War, comes back to a, to England, wins the Second World War. And he's defeated by a nobody, Anthony Eaton, 
Uh, and that's the that's the the appreciation people show for leaders if they do anything, anything that uh, is, is, is wrong. So, you know, Bibi is going to have a mixed heritage. He's done great things for Israel. As you know, whenever I go to Israel, I have dinner with Bibi and with Sarah. I, I've been their friend. I've been his friend since 1970. We go back more than a half a century. So personally, you know, I have very, very fond feelings for him. And I'd love to, after this is all over, sit down with him quietly and figure out what happened on October 7th and who really is to blame mm-hmm. for that disaster that really set back Israel. But look, I'm so thrilled that you're going to Israel because nobody presents Israel's case more effectively on, on the media than you do. Wow. And you know all the people there. And if you need me to be interviewed at any point uh, while you're in Israel or introduce you to people in Israel that you may not know, I'm happy to be your assistant. Uh, oh. from the distance there. So oh, I'm, honored. Uh, I'm on your side. Well, I am honored, uh, and I will take advantage of that, to be honest, because I know your rich history a lot longer than mine with Israel, and, and uh, I'm honored you even said that, Alan. You're such a sweet man, and I will take advantage. And again, on the way out here, you mentioned your book, Get Trump, which turned out to be very prophetic, and your new book, uh, War Against the Jews, dates all the way back, but even goes up to the current day tragedy on October the 7th. Tell folks about your new book. Well, I wrote it starting October 7th. I, I dropped everything I was doing. And my publisher said, if you can get this to me in 30 days, I'll get it out in 60 days. And that happened. So we may have broken the, the, the record, uh, Guinness Book of Records, for the fastest book produced. But uh, it comes from the heart. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all about not only October 7th, but October 8th. The horrors of what happened when the National Lawyers Guild uh, and all these groups at Harvard and uh, refused to condemn Hamas. And these feminist groups, these feminist groups, me too, except if you're a Jew. Um, you know, the, the, these, these groups that think that every time a man looks in a strange way at a woman, it's, 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 a, it's a major event. But if you rape and mutilate Jewish women in Israel, hey, that's not our problem. This double standard that some feminists have directed uh, against uh, Israel is outrageous, and nobody should support any feminist group that doesn't condemn Hamas just the way you can't support Black Lives Matter, even if you uh, appreciate the concept, if they've turned against Israel and turned against Jews. So, you know, we have to be judging all these radical left organizations by how they responded to the worst event in Jewish history since the Holocaust. And, and, and Americans were taken hostage, and babies were taken hostage and killed and murdered. And, and these radical groups don't care. All they want to do is block the subways and block entrances. I mean, they're essentially engaged in an insurrection. And remember, these groups are not pro-Palestinian. They're just anti-American. They're anti-Israel. They're anti-Judeo-Christian. They're anti-Western civilization. They want to see an overthrow of the government. So don't be fooled by these groups who are blocking the, the, the ways to the subways and to the train stations and to the bridges, they are anti-you, not just anti-Israel. They're anti-you if you're an American. That is so wonderfully said, Alan Dershowitz. We're going to end it right there. And, folks, I compel you, much like O'Reilly coming up has his great killing series, go by Get Trump and War Against the Jews. Get them both because right now both of those books – Tell the story of what's going on in America and around the world today. You're a genius. You're brilliant. I love you. Danielle loves you. Thank you so much. I just want to say one thing. That's the Hebrew of leave and travel in safety to Israel and send my best to 
one of the great nations of the world. You got it, Alan. Thank you. There he is, one of the great men of the world, Alan Dershowitz. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.